I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 21, Lose the Mom Guilt. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, ladies, and welcome to another episode of Let It Glow. Today, I'm going to be talking to all of you moms out there, so listen up. This is for you. As you know, I have five kids, a daughter-in-law, and now a puppy, so I've waded through the muck and the mire of mom guilt, and it hasn't been pretty. So chances are, if you're a mom, you've had your own dose of it. And today, I'm going to touch on ways that we can avoid this, because ladies, it is not serving you. Productive reflection and self-assessment is one thing, but beating yourself up and feeling guilty because you don't feel like you're enough is another. It doesn't make you a better mom. It doesn't make you more loving or patient. It actually zaps you of your energy, and it really just creates a wedge between you and your child. So I'm going to share a little secret with you that might seem a little um, counterintuitive. If you want to be a better mom, become a better version of you. Take care of your own business. Take time to find real self-love and interpersonal connection. Because by doing that, you will be showing your kids and teaching your kids without words and by your example. You will have more to give to them when your bucket is full. And I promise you, you will have less guilt when you know on your own that you're enough. If you don't think you're enough, that's what you're passing on to your children. So your job, first and foremost, is to be the best version of you. And here's another little secret. It's not our job to be perfect. And even more important, I really want you to listen to this. It is not your job to create perfect children. Neither of these exist, yet we seem to aspire to that or beat ourselves up when it doesn't work out the way that we thought it should. And another little thing to remember is it is not your job to make your children happy. So again, we go back to, you don't need to be perfect. Your children just need you. And again, it's not your job description to create these perfect children. And the truth is, is your children aren't even a reflection of you anyway. If you can really grasp this concept, it will be instrumental in helping you avoid mom guilt. I've shared this quote before, but I love it. It's by Khalil Gibran. And it says, your children are not your children. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they do not belong to you. This is really just so beautiful. And it doesn't mean that you put the closed sign up on your mom duties. And it doesn't mean that you have to really mother differently. It's just you want to be more effective and more present with your children, knowing that you're on your journey and they're on theirs. And it's your job to teach them, to guide them, to walk beside them, not to live their life for them, not to helicopter parent them. 
just allow them to find their own autonomy and their own um, self-awareness and self-love. So by doing this, you will have more joy and fulfillment being a mom. So let's talk about what your children need most from you. It may sound trite or cliche, but it's true. They need you to love them, period. Now, of course, I know that you love your children, but you need to love them without conditions. I'm going to go over other ways you can parent from a place of love, not from a place of guilt or pressure. Number one, they need you to be their cheerleader. Now, this is a close cousin to loving them unconditionally, but it's taking it a step further. It's cheering them on loud and proud. They need you to believe in them. Life is full of enough unknowns, haters, if you will. They need you to be that consistent source of love and encouragement. I am a mom of three football players, and I am not a huge fan of football. My first date with my husband was to a football game. I should have known what I was getting myself into. But having said that, it has grown on me, and I have sat through countless games, often in the scorching heat, because we live in Arizona, because I want to be their biggest cheerleader. Now, Talon and I fight for this title, and he may win. He may have like a notch above me when it comes to football. But in general, I it's so important to me to just to cheer my kids on. And that's something that, that all children need from their parents, especially their moms. So number two, connect, don't critique. And this is so tough. I have a 17-year-old that hasn't cleaned his room in a month. He's kind of like picked it up, but I walk in there and I have to turn around and just shut the door and not go in because it's not the way I would like it to be. And I do find myself having to pull back a little bit because at the end of the day, it's his space and he's going to be going to college soon enough and now it will become his roommate's problem. But ultimately, it's finding that fine line of teaching them without being critical because let's be honest, do you listen and, and change your behavior when you're being criticized? It really doesn't work for anyone when you're taught a lesson through criticism. Because we are their teachers, not their dictators. And so to remember to always connect before you correct or critique your children. And another side note, humiliation is never a viable tactic sarcasm, those those kind of those things that we kind of slip into a little bit in the name of fun. We, we want to respect our children and again, connect with them. Thomas S. Monson is one of my favorite. I love this quote. He says, never let a problem to be solved become more important than a person to be loved. So always remember what your desire, what your goal is. And that is, I believe, to connect with your children. So that always must come first. So this brings me to the next one. Teach them, mostly by example. And I talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast. Because what we do has much more impact on our children children than what we say. And that is the best teacher. And so remember that. And as I talked about a little bit earlier in the podcast about that element of self-love and that foundation that we should have as mothers... That will impact our children in such a way that will benefit them too, more than any words that we can say. 
So number four, encourage autonomy and encourage them to make their own decisions and think for themselves. I love this one because this wasn't necessarily how I was raised. I was raised with a family of 10 children. It was very difficult to have a lot of autonomy going on. I mean, we would go to Taco Bell and it was 10 tacos and 10 burros. (laughs) We didn't really have an option of what to order. There was too many of us. And I didn't even realize until I got a little bit older that I really liked the Mexican pizza. So when I became an adult, I could order whatever I wanted at Taco Bell. And we're talking about tacos. But ultimately, the idea here is to allow your children to make decisions when the stakes are lower. This skill of making decisions, good ones or bad ones, it's so important at this phase in their life that it will prepare them to make the decisions when the stakes are higher. And, and about being this, this concept of autonomy, it's okay that they think differently than you think. And I love this quote by Margaret Mead, children must be taught how to think, not what to think. So just remember that when you're parenting your children to avoid projecting onto them how they should think, how they should feel, how should they should respond, and allow them to work that through on their own. So number five is own your own imperfections and mistakes. By doing so, you give your children permission to be human. That is one of the best gifts you can give them. Being human is wonderful, and part of that is making mistakes and having imperfections and just allowing them to own that and to work through that and look at that as a place to grow, not as a place to stay. So number six, physical touch is key. We love the eight-second hug at our house. And it's so cute because I have these you know, big teenage boys now that just love to come up and they give me these long hugs and it's just so wonderful. It's as important for me as it is for them to have that, that physical connection. And so number seven is one that kind of comes easy for us in our family. We kind of like to joke around and have fun, but it's to laugh with your children. It really is the best medicine. And there are some times when emotions get high or things aren't going really that great or we're having some you know, disagreements on things, if we can just laugh through it, it's so much better than when we get angry, when we lose our patience. And that goes for the child and for the parent. So number eight is to make memories. Have fun with your children. And I'll probably get a little emotional here because it's, it's, it's kind of a big year for me. I have three graduates this year. My son Griffin is going to be graduating from high school, and then he'll be going on to play football in the fall in Colorado, so he's going to be pretty far away. My daughter Hadley just graduated this last weekend from UVU. She's a financial advisor. And then my son Hayden is graduating in August from college, and he's graduating in applied management and business from GCU. And I guess you could say Lincoln is graduating from junior high into high school, so maybe you could say I have four graduates. But that feeling of your kids moving on and leaving the nest, it, it's, it's an emotional time because it's, it's a, at the end of a phase in their life, an end of a chapter. And all the work that you're doing now with your young children is preparing them for this. But yet when it's time for them to move on, it's a little bit hard to let go. But that's why it's so important that you continue to make those memories with them. Focus on what's working. Have fun. Enjoy them at whatever phase you're at because time really does fly. 
So again, just enjoy them, have fun with them. I mean, I've, I'm at the, the stage where my kids are leaving my home. I still have a one in, in elementary school. And I just, there's so much emotion for me around this because I see really how fast it goes. So I'm going to end with number nine, which is lastly, is to love them. It really begins and ends with love. And as I'm sharing this with you, I hope that the message that you're getting isn't that you have to do more or that you're not enough. It just, to give you some simple ways to connect with your children, to love them, to be present with them, because we get way down on all the extra stuff that isn't really necessary. At the core of being a mom, the best kind of mom you can be, it's just some of these simple things that I talked about today. I love this quote by Barbara Bush. Your success as a family, our success as a society, depends not on what happens in the White House, but what happens at your house. And so I've thought about this quite often because there's so much going on in the world around us, so much instability, so many unknowns, there's there's wars and there's natural disasters, and there's so much that can leave us feeling this um, unrest. But at the end of the day, if you can be that stabilizing force of love and acceptance for your children, that safe place for them, that is the best thing you can do as a mom. So you've got this. Your kids need you. And we've got Mother's Day right around the corner. There's not a coincidence that I'm doing this podcast this week. Because I remember when I was a little girl, Mother's Day wasn't very fun. My mom had a lot of kids. She was overwhelmed. And she had a heavy dose of mom guilt going on. I remember one particular Mother's Day, I was about eight years old, she left and told us she was never coming back. And I thought, as a little girl, it was because of something that I did. And now that I'm a mom, and I look around and I see what what a lot of moms deal with is that level of guilt that they're not enough, and they're not doing enough, and that they're failing. When in reality, all your kids need for you is just to be there and own who you are, accept them, accept yourself, and continue to progress forward trying to do the best you can do. That is what your kids need from you. Because really, mothers have such a special role. I'm going to end with one more quote by Malia Digby. We mothers have a wonderfully precious and truly powerful role to play in the future self-images of our daughters. The model of our own empowerment gives our daughters permission to be powerful. Now, this is about daughters, but it applies to sons as well, because it goes back to what I started with in the beginning. As you become the best, most whole version of yourself, you will be teaching and be an example to your children of how to do the same. So as Mother's Day approaches this Sunday, I want you to celebrate you and to acknowledge all the good that you're doing for your children in their lives, because I promise you are doing better than you think you are. Have a happy Mother's Day, and thank you for tuning in. Until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.